0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, health hypothesis. The body is driven by four humors. Okay. We've got mm-hmm. the gray humor. That's sweat. The red humor. That's blood. Uh, we've got uh, the brown humor. That's doo doo. Yep. Uh, the yellow humor. That's pee pee. And the fifth etheric humor. That's the white humor. That's your cum cums. Right. <laughs> and you like can't, Five you humors. can't. You can't lose. No, it's only four. There's five of them, but there's it's four humors and there's five. Okay, got that. Okay, the four right. humors, and there's five of them, and okay. you can't lose any of them, or you will get sick and die.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. why everyone get sick now this part of the year. <clears throat> People are, are trying to do no nut November. They go, take <laughs> it way too far. They end up like nothing, just like crazy, and they their <laughs> white humor. Which um, is reduced, and they end up getting sick. Diseases are a lie from <coughs> the pharmaceutical com- uh, companies who don't want you to think about your humors.
2: And like, um... the human body is a spacesuit, and you, you, everyone knows this. That if it's penetrated by anything at all, <laughs> then you instantly die. Like yeah. you, if you leak any of your vital fluids from anything, like that's why I can't cry. You know, yeah, like, or I refuse. That's grey humour. You know. A little bit of grey yeah. humour, Yeah, because you will instantly succumb to the vacuum and the the, the void, the etheric membrane will uh, will make you a big saggy flesh tube, and I... um, it's all over.
1: I don't even like talking because just in case, like I'm my my head is going down slightly, and some of my humours come out. My I've got to keep my head my head back, like I've got a nosebleed at all times, just in just case. Any while you
2: talk. Back. Eat yeah. while you're talking, yeah, help keep
1: it in. that's why I'm, I'm just gonna stuff my face constantly while I'm talking, keeps the humors in. But, a um,
0: thin, penetratable rag hung <laughs> over my face like a veil,
1: exactly. Right, oh, that's Christ. how people, that's how humans work. Um, and, um, no one and knows
2: this.
1: no one knows this than the day of <laughs> one of the most normal men on earth um,
0: he's very regular he has a, he has a regular day every day <laughs> yeah most people he's, don't know this
1: he he is really he's he's amazingly normal and um his new game death stranding is out it's been out for what like three or four days at this point uh i think of the three of us i'm the furthest in then Andy, yeah. then andy mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I'm not going to do any spoilers for you guys or the audience because um, I mean th- there's there's not a lot to spoil really because the the plot is the least important thing about the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there's all this nonsense with fragile and terrorists and, uh, and uh, it, but <coughs> what's it, what's fascinating about the game is everything else unrelated to the plot and mostly unrelated to the gameplay, which is. Fair to middling. It's kind of standard. It's um yeah. It's a it's a gameplay wise, it's a standard AAA title in 2019. What? What? Have (laughs) you played a AAA game? um, I mean, that is completely wrong. Um, I mean, in terms of like um, what 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 the gamers capital G call gun feel and like the. The mechanics of like fighting someone or stealth okay
2: and being in a 3d space as yeah. a third person okay i mean that is like, like, yeah that traditional
0: <laughs> the traditional triple a game genre being a third mail person,
2: delivery yeah. <laughs> package i, I think, I, I, think I, can, I think i can see what great what he's saying like in that you know it has combat and it has exploration and it has a yeah. third person over the shoulder camera view like every game since re4 and you know I, I I I would say that the game so, feel though is completely the opposite of so I
0: would. <laughs> so day. let's 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 get Deleuzian here. Think about what hmm. object is erupting into or penetrating the space of another. Yeah, yeah. We'll use our big philosophy words. Dude, I have so that. much debt. I have so none much debt. Let me let me use these words. I have so much debt. <laughs> like, okay, I paid so say, much for these words.
1: You can say Deleuzian.
0: <laughs> okay, so so it's more like uh this is a walking simulator like Dear Esther or um, Firewatch or, you know, Go Home or things Firewatch like that.
2: Firewatch definitely is, is one of the touchstones <laughs> that I would say, yeah,
0: and absolutely. Kojima looked at that and went,
2: it's not $40 million enough.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: It needs $40 million more dollars behind it and I bet he it was made
1: probably a lot more. I, I bet his budget was 40
2: million it. is a cheap poly, is a cheap movie. Yeah. Hellboy cost 45 million to make. Uh, the the original one, the old one. Like you're talking hundreds. I mean, like it's a colossal investment. I I mean that's why yeah. I imagine the monster energy is fair and everything.
0: and uh, Norman
2: Reedus's ride.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's it's saying here that the budget may be around 100 million. Yeah. I think that I think for a, a AAA title in that's, day to day, that's that's, that's inexpensive. Right. And, yeah, and it's um, fucking huge. Someone has to like put all those rocks there and mm-hmm.
2: you know. Anthem was like two hundred and twenty five million or something. Um and, and bad, it, you know. <laughs> hmm. Um but I mean obviously the engine I, I'm assuming they still use the Fox engine because he owns that. I don't think Konami owned that.
0: Really? Um, yeah,
2: it it looks so uh, We we can get into the
0: guts of that in, Yeah, in, in a little bit. Um because there are some interesting parallels here with Metal Gear Solid Five. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah but the um it he very sincerely looked at that uh that rising game genre as everyone in the game sphere was um we have reactionary group a which says uh these groups uh which are uh are the domain of the homo women and i hate that i bet they're even black sometimes Ugh, <laughs> The gamer types, um, but then we wound up having the reactionary group too, who felt the need to overly lionize both specific games and the genre space as a whole in a way that, in a way that's like capitulating to sea lioning, um, to to pick some uh, some like online discourse terms to describe mm-hmm. to it. We sometimes convince ourselves we have to engage in the discourse that these complete bad faith ludicrous bullshit actors uh invoke and we don't. We don't have to justify that a genre space should exist or might produce quality work that should be obvious and if you disagree we should like mute them socially. Like that's how <laughs> we engage with this. We don't we don't argue with like we can have arguments over say the specific success of go home and maybe specific questions about how much agency should be involved in certain games and how much agency should be uh remaindered and you know portioning out uh but the notion of if you make one of these walking simulators uh not art or always perfect art is stupid um yeah but kojima looked at it and went i have a normal idea what if it was a walking simulator with a baby? I'm the baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Mad else- is my papa.
0: <laughs> 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 and, uh, it's, uh, and so we wind up getting the guts of it are very much something like Firewatch that are then erupted into AAA space. Like I don't think I. I don't think Gareth is wrong. I just think that the like the um the biological tree was maybe reversed in describing it.
2: Yeah, as... that, that's exactly how <clears throat> I was uh, trying to phrase it. I think it's it's God of War done Firewatch style rather than the other way. Rather than kind of try, you know, it trying to be the best of both worlds. I think it truly is a, like, uh, as I think you're saying, a true attempt, a really sincere attempt to, you know, do something with that genre.
0: Yeah. And we wind up getting this weird... This touches um, first on a lot of thematic components of the game, which are... We were all sort of riffing on it. That's easily the strongest part. Like, the most affecting... No, I should save that tidbit langdon think about structures um one of the like they beat you over the fucking head with it but the major um thematic concern is alienation and connection um they said it in this world but he's kojima is somewhere between really good at uh symbolist uh genre work and obnoxiously bad at it to the point where The Ooh. symbols aren't symbols. He just he's tells you he's, what they he's mean. He, he's
2: He's one hundred percent Brechtian in, in his in his presentation of stuff. I mean, look yeah. at his ne- it, the nomenclature he mm. uses for everything. The the way that the characters talk to each other. It's this declarative. It's and I would say definitely Brechtian and not like I've seen a lot of people say Lynchian. It's not Lynchian because it hasn't no. got that mm, no. because he's deliberately being unalienated. It's Brechtian because it's supposed to be bringing you to get it's, it's bringing it. All kind of tighter and closer together, and more easy to pass, and easier to kind of feel. Um, yeah, and, and that was like, the whole Brechtian thing, as opposed to the Lynchian thing, which is which is the alienation factor. And maybe if that's your only frame of reference, then fine. But you know.
0: I, I, I agree. I have similar qualms with people who uh, I love David Lynch, but there are people who like mm-hmm. him too much to the point where they yeah. don't they don't ground well, him in what he is referencing. Yeah, it, 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 it's like that influence thing. I, I keep bringing this up, this question of, like, if you want to understand something, you don't look just into it. You look into the things that created it or that its creator <clears throat> cites as influential or pivotal to the uh, construction of it or the history of it, things like that. And, yeah, we we wouldn't really get um, Lynchian madness without Brechtian madness. Um, But, yeah, we... We have this, like, overbearing emphasis on connection versus alienation. And it sounds really dorky to talk about. This is something I've run into when trying to describe the game to friends or even to talking with people who are also playing it and also feel the same way. Is that you talk about, oh, well, people are alienated in a general sense and feel a sense of ennui and collapse into the atomic And this is symbolized by the fact that they are doomsday preppers living off in the middle of nowhere. And one of them is legit an anime fan weeaboo who lives in the mountains. (laughs) And one of the missions that you can get is delivering a handmade anime wall scroll um, (laughs) that he is in possession of. There's also another guy who is a... uh, He's just referred to as the Elder, and he just... Built a doomsday shelter when the apocalyptic event began happening and has lived there ever since and hates everybody and is a separatist yeah. Yeah. and all that kind of stuff but
1: and that's very get... like um a very thematically resonant thing because okay. he's a very a very japanese uh, stereotype of like the older person the family doesn't visit anymore they're just in an apartment but also like uh elder. Uh, loneliness and suicide especially in older men is like a massive thing that we don't really talk about at all so that he was my one of my favorite characters that i'm kind of sad that i never go to because it's really difficult to get to him but um yeah he's he's i
0: built I've built some methods for me to make it a little bit easier, like certain ladders in certain places. And also having my
2: robot legs has helped a lot. Um, Wait, God bless I, those. Robots. See, you see hearing about this, this, I'm sorry to interrupt. It's just cause I'm, I'm clearly the, the, the furthest behind and not even behind. I'm, I'm not going to say that I, you know, I started playing it uh, only, you know, really solidly yesterday uh, and solidly when you have, really young children as you know it's not yeah. solid. <laughs> you know, yeah. like everyone knows that. um but but what what is kind of intriguing me about hearing about people talk about stuff that i haven't seen yet is it doesn't feel like in any other video game discussion i've ever had it, it in internally for me it feels like when someone's describing a book so i'm like i'm kind of yearning to get to it but i'm really looking forward to the the, the kind of path that i'm going to take there and, and it's yeah. kind of i don't there's no FOMO there's no kind of like oh man I'm, yeah well you get middle legs you know like it's just oh wow i wonder i wonder where i'm going to go like and you know kind of not necessarily because you know the, the loop is kind of repetitious but so it's not necessarily what i'm going to see but it's i think i'm so hooked by the the meditative quality of the the landscape and everything yeah. like that that and... hearing you talk about it is just making me yearn to play it which is so unusual <laughs> because normally i'm sick of you know games after an hour
1: yeah I and mean, that it, sorry it, it like i guess you're still in the first area which is almost like a training
2: area it feels I think like i'm, I'm basically game halfway game. through chapter two i think
1: yeah so you haven't been on a boat yet i assume no or a bike okay so. <laughs> No, No, I've basically
2: been tasked with sorting out the battery for the bike. Okay. uh, Currently. um,
1: Yeah. And that that bike will just, like, die on you because you can't repair it at this point in the game anyway. Yeah use yes.
0: it as much as you can but do not do not invest in it emotionally do not okay. it will break your heart <laughs> i lost thank you, thank you. so much fucking stuff when i broke that bike yeah and i was like within eye shot of a place where i could deliver it but it
2: was far enough that i was like oh my god oh, oh i'm going to hate I mean, it i'm currently enjoying the experience of walking so much that's the, that's the other thing is that uh, i i feel like maybe this is such a kind of a too personal thing to get into so quickly but it's just that the the landscape itself is really really doing something for me because it's like so familiar it's very sort of like windswept it's it's Mm. you know yeah it's
1: like it's like the the um it's like northern britain scotland north wales or
2: south bits of the south downs which is where i grew up um, and no, I just it, enjoyed scrambling over rocks and k- kind of creating paths, and you know, because I used to do that when I was a kid. That's, yeah, I think same. it's it's really like it was really doing something to me. At this fucking game It's really, it's really doing something to my insides, man. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: and um, the the great thing about the landscapes in this game is they look nothing like the United States at all. <gasps> they, no... get, they like, give a yeah.
0: loose explanation for why that is, but it's it's deliberately like it's to placate it certain cares, right? types yeah. of people yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah, like, more it, like it, if that, if you have a hang up about it here's the explanation it's rain that's time yeah. and it yada a yada yada whatever
1: yeah it's just it it's all covered in time rain therefore it's it's like accelerated a, a billion years into the yeah. geological future therefore everything looks like iceland
0: exactly like iceland mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that, it, that 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 leads to Um, this point that not only all of us, but I've seen a lot of agreement about this in general. um, And this bit is less for people who've played the game and more for people who haven't. It's dorky to talk about this game verbally, Mm -hmm. partly because the experience of walking through these landscapes Watching specifically the fact that they made it hard to walk just hard Mm. enough. Like you can watch Sam having these weird stumbles and, and trips and quirks. Most of the gameplay is focused around. Do I want to load him up enough that I have to engage with the mechanic of shifting my backpack around, or do I want to keep it low so I can move a little bit quicker and these long desolate stretches of foggy mountains with music. Yeah. Mm. There's very little in the way of sound effects. So all the sound effects that do occur, you feel very, very deeply Mm. it. There's a profundity to it. That isn't even just meditative. It feel like I've described it as like, as someone who's on the autism spectrum, who's a suicide survivor, who has severe, um, bipolar disorder and has had bingo. Psych- psychotic <laughs> Sorry, I got episodes. Three of the
2: bingo cards. <laughs> yes, well, yeah.
0: there's a fourth one and has experienced psychotic episodes. Yeah. Um, this everything about moving in Death Stranding feels the way that I wish I could convey everyday life feels for me in a way that it, again it sounds dorky, but it's like every bit of black metal that I'm like, this. Mm shows how I'm feeling every bit of post-punk that I'm like this every like weird film the fact that I love David Lynch's uh dune in a way that a lot of people seem not to because it it, it's weirdness and brokenness is part of what I like about it and I find it very weird people love weird broken David Lynch stuff and then they look at that one they're like but that's
2: the bad one um (laughs) But Dune is a fucking masterpiece. I fucking I love it. I love it be, almost because he he hates it as well. But it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fucking love that movie.
0: It it drove it to moments of broken incoherence between his aesthetic and it uh, the aesthetic of Dune that felt very fruitful. Um, like the the fact that. They wanted to coexist but couldn't reconcile. Felt again, it's that thing. It's it's more interesting than it is good, but I value interestingness more than goodness, and so it becomes better for me mm. than if it were just like the sci-fi uh, channel miniseries, which well, is a really yeah. good Dune adaptation but totally uninteresting.
2: Um, which well, well, is the thing I think that Death Stranding represents to me, like kind of. A movement towards a new science fiction that isn't hard, because hard sci-fi has had such a resurgence, like liter, you know, in literary sense, and also in the cinema. You know, kind of interstellar, you got that light, light hard, like, I don't know, semi-hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. kind, yeah, of the, and, it's and kind of the. fiction
1: was pretty yeah, hard science fiction. Yeah,
2: but. absolutely. um uh, Arrival, uh, you know, all that stuff. Oh yeah, but Arrival. we're kind of. I think we're moving now away from the from even that to more of like like we were talking about the Brechtian stuff, the the, science fiction of emotional truth, because we're living in an apocalyptic age, I think. And we're kind of, I think that's what's ringing the bell for me, is it's feeling very, it's feeling very kind of authentically broken. Like you were saying, it's authentically shattered. It's very, very like the beginning of Akira, you know, uh, like that sort of stillness in the sense of chaos, you know, in the midst of chaos.
0: We, we we can develop on that point in a second, but I think a really key thing, at least for what I was saying, is that there's the part that is incommunicable. I think. Um, actually, let me slightly rephrase that. I think about incommunicability a lot as someone who deals with, um, and I think the the question of incommunicability comes up a lot in both politics and <clears throat> personal experience of like how can someone of a marginalized group not just say their marginalization and experience, but communicate it so that it is then received. Like we have this flippant reference because uh, Zizek being a big fuck of Lacan being like this, this pseudo scientific bullshit guy, but his whole thing was helping to develop semiotics and this notion that we can have statements that don't communicate, which is an experience that we all have of like, you've said This experience of yourself to a loved one, to a coworker, to a boss, to a stranger, to people online, and they get the words, but they don't get the guts of what's being said. In fact, a lot of bad takes we see online are precisely that: people responding to the language of a thought and not to the mechanics or internality of a thought. They get hung up on um,
1: all the liberals looking at uh, Greta Thunberg and saying, like. Yes, Queen. Yes, slay.
2: And, and painting literal giant murals when oh, her entire was, yeah. screed was against, against sort of treating single people as sacrosanct. just listen to know how many can said be scientific while you're to... doing
1: that mural. Yeah. We even we
0: even have um on on the left which I am more prone to critique the left because I think the left listens and wants to respond to critique. There's other fucking ghouls I tend not to be as openly critical of because I don't think they fucking care. Like I don't think they'd change even if you got them in a closed room. Yeah, so what, what is
2: the critique point. of the right? How do you critique a lack of compassion Right, I think a lot of right oh, The death machine
0: <laughs> I have some critiques of the death machine. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I less.
2: Like on, on, a, on an emotional level, how do you critique yeah. a simple lack of compassion? And, and you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> still with that. I guess is obviously there are critiques to have because we need to function. But on, a, My on primary an emotional critique, level, you're totally inhuman. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hello. It's, so it's better definite. for
1: people to be happy than sad.
0: so mr death knight i have some critical discussions about your methodologies at work at the childhood joy factory you've been mostly decapitating the children with your death scythe and i think that that is not helping (laughs) and he just grimly intones he's like it's like see and that sound frightens the children (laughs) but uh We even have this on the left sometimes of, I say sometimes we complain about it on Twitter all the time and that's the reason why we call it a hell site. But we see people that get hung up on the phraseology of a statement rather than clearly what is attempting to be communicated. And it's fine to say that phraseology matters, but then we get people who privilege phraseology over intended statement, which doesn't work because now we've abstracted language from attempted meaning And I hate to get all Wittgensteinian again. I'm sorry, Gareth. I paid a lot of money for these words. (laughs) Uh, I I hate to get all Wittgensteinian, but if you take meaning away from language, language doesn't work. Like it, it doesn't point to anything. You're just like that's where you get these. There's a tendency for all constructs to deconstruct. I won't get into deconstructionism. I will spare you all. Google it though. It's tied tightly to semiotics, which is but you don't have to accelerate that and make everything meaningless immediately. Um, The reason why I bring this up is because that question of incommunicability and deconstruction of meaning um, is sort of the existential engine for alienation, is the sense of I can walk in my day-to-day life and I can tell you what my life as someone who deals with psychosis, which entirely exists within me, and not in anyone else, and knowing very clearly, like, when people cite the, like, oh, people who deal with psychosis are more dangerous to themselves than to others. It's like, well, yeah, because every now and again I'll hear things that are not actually happening sound-wise, or see things that are... um it's it's not like the stereotype of the acid trip where you're like i saw a big ri- a lion walk through the wall it's, oh it's...
2: i was i was going to interject i mean the 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 i quote unquote sorry, the, the mechanic that you're referring to with the the you know the the whatever dimensional bleed through is happening and the bt yeah. kind of ir- it, the eruption that's that's what for me is the most authentic thing the way it erupts yes. into reality <laughs> that first encounter with the Chaotic squid thing, <laughs> kind of cathonic entity, kind of coming out of the. That is the most, uh, because the, you you get a psychose, like psychotic experiences in games, and they're done for. They're done like uh, jump scares, or mm. you know, they're done with the mechanics of a schlock Whereas yeah. this felt. Do you remember was... uh, M-
1: Max Payne? It had these mm. really cringy hallucinations. And you had to just and walk, walk through, forming annoying
2: fire was it or blood was it you had yeah to it was like a, there was yeah. like a
1: blood trail on the on the yeah. floor and yeah and, and it that's bit, it you get these
2: yeah. hokey things or you know suddenly someone's face will turn into an old ladies and decay you know like you like some kind of sfx gimmick whereas like you're you're so overwhelmed in death stranding in that first instant um and the kind of the way in which the world is seemingly completely inverted for me was really took my breath away. I, I was unable to respond in a way that was so unlike a kind of survival horror game or anything like that, you know, because it wasn't a it was an existential threat, not a physical threat. Uh, it, know, even, you know. even
0: the BTs themselves, like the mm. way that they're wispy and smoky, you can only half see them when you can see them best, but most of the mm. time you have the sense that they're nearby. That's <laughs> a lot closer.
2: hyper-effectively. <laughs> As well, which yeah, I think is it, genius to do the fact that you have to basically kind of you know yeah be choking in order to simply like move you know when you're around them is, is kind of another uh, yeah, it really like, adds um, to the physical it's like sleep it. paralysis.
1: It's yeah you know, your body is choking. You see these dark figures all around you.
2: Well, that's it exactly. You're just walk, yeah
1: you're just hiking in in Iceland and then suddenly you're thrown into a sleep paralysis nightmare.
0: And it's, it's that same parallel of like, you, you know that they're not there because mm-hmm. you're not being crazy doesn't mean that you're absolutely fucking like you don't out of your mind, of stupid reality. Like, yeah. But it's so you're, you're there and you're like, I know this isn't real. I remember my therapist statements. I remember, you know, various like uh, mindfulness things, but you experience it. And we talked about this before, that that the the bifurcation between experience and what you know is reality. Like, you you know, they're not real, but you're you feel them like they're real and your your mind is at war as it's happening. You're like this. This isn't actually happening, but I'm currently experiencing it Um, just like. You know, the weird terror of sleep paralysis. Like you'll half mm. know, like, oh, this is this is just another bit of sleep paralysis. It's gonna wear off. I'm gonna fall back asleep and I'm
2: gonna wake up three minutes later and but, it's gonna but be. But that fine. knowledge doesn't affect the material reality of what's happening. Yes. That's the thing. Mm. Or unreality as it is. <laughs> yeah,
0: so there's there's that level of profound um like existential alienation, like this that incommunicability generates that gulf that can't be crossed and it's the question that like lacan and wittgenstein dealt with of can we use language and communication to cross that bridge and the answer is sometimes but it's a it's a constantly decaying bridge with no chance or with no guaranteed success that you'll actually cast it all the way across and that's the game
2: top, <laughs> you add on
0: top of that things like life as someone who's autistic where the internal experience of people, you know it's rich and vivid, but it feels completely inaccessible. And you'll say something with this thought of like, this will make them happy. And then they get angry. (laughs) And you know that they're angry because they, one, they're telling you, and you know their anger is valid because you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to try to short-trip their feelings. But trying to tell someone, I legitimately don't know why what I did upset you. I know that it upset you, and I did not want that, and I'm apologetic, but I don't know why it did that. And the kinds of pushback you'll get, where it's like, well, you should know. Or like, well, it's your job to know. And it's like, I literally can't... I I don't know how to explain this to you. Google it. Like, I legit don't know. I'm legit sorry. And I, I bring up that kind of, again, existential alienation. This bridge this blockage that makes it permanently difficult. It's not impossible. It's just very, very difficult. And this all encircles the dumbass action of hiking through Iceland in the fog with, with your little raincoat and your back all laden with packages just is, it feels exactly the same.
1: <laughs> like it's, yeah.
0: it's so perfectly a parallel of that. That, like, that's what we were mentioning. The textuality of the game doesn't really matter. It could be, a, it could be the worst plot in the world. and happens not to be that terrible, but it, it, it... When all of it falls away and you're just walking through... Especially because the way that he touches on, like, what kind of weather do you think about when you're listening to The Cure? That's right. It's a bit foggy and a little bit rainy and a little cold. And you look at Death Stranding and it's like, this man loves some goth rock um <laughs> I he's think heard a post
2: rock record well absolutely i think what what's kind of interesting prob- about looking at some of the pushback some of the pushback some of the review bombing that the that the game is getting is that i mean really i think that there there's going to be a certain demographic that isn't ready for a game that is specifically about fragility and weight and consequence and you know as well as the kind of, as well as that overarching theme of connection and alienation, that's that was my first impression. That this is a game about fragility in every aspect, like the difficulty of the controls. Although, if you adjust the dead zone on your control, then you have a much better time with the walking. <laughs> that's what I did literally instantly. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, that's what I felt. It's like, did the, the, you know, suddenly having a game protagonist whose legs don't adjust instantly to terrain. You know, slightly changing underneath them completely changes the way that you think about moving and the way that you, you know, I know that we've already discussed the, the mechanics of it, but I think that the mechanics of it are so delicately and intricately tied to the themes, you know, you're you are a baby in a jar <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, it reminds me of those kind of, you know uh, games like Getting Over It or those, uh, Human Fall Flat and I Am Bread almost, you know, that kind of, the way that every single uh you you know those games like the the yeah i think what is it surgeon simulator kind of thing as well you know it's like that applied to a sort of you know this baroque gorgeous sparse you know beautiful sci-fi narrative really that's that was my first impression of it and obviously it once you get a handle on it it doesn't become such a thing but if you don't get over that then I imagine you'll fucking hate this. <laughs> you know, yeah. I imagine you would fucking hate it. Yeah, if you um, imagine
1: you're going out there with ten different guns and all the grenades and you're mm. going to just kick a load of ass. And if you even imagine, like, the combat is going to be satisfying because it, it really isn't.
2: You like, flap. You flap about. Yeah, <laughs> You have a flap about and then they fall over and then they're they not dead or anything and they come yeah. after you. <laughs> you, later,
1: find... you get a a gun of sorts later in the game but it's it's not you no, know, it's not an assault rifle or anything. It doesn't zoom. Mm. It just it will it will it's like a switch that turns certain people off. And um yeah, Which killing is the...
2: really what a gun is. That that's yeah. exactly that's that's how it should feel. Exactly. You
1: know? it, it shouldn't it shouldn't feel satisfying to switch off a human being mm. or even a ghost. Um but yeah, it's yeah, combat is deeply unsatisfying in this game. But that's kind of okay
2: but almost everything is supposed to be that that's the thing i think it's all supposed to be unsatisfying or unsatisfying at least to a to the vast majority (laughs) of people maybe um (coughs) i i don't know i don't i think it's it's interesting like i said that this isn't an indie game and i I think maybe Mm. circling around to the first thing that, that langdon's discussing like it's it is sort of baffling how this this kind of curates egg about fragility, vulnerability, alienation, and you know how it can it, it's resonating so deeply with neuro, neurodivergent people. It's really got the mechanics of an indie game, yeah. and I think that it's I don't know. It's an interesting decision for somebody who's taking their first commercial venture on their own. You know, really, <laughs> if you think about that as a as the first statement. From an auteur or something, really, you know, are, are truly going out on their own. That's it's kind of interesting that he's chosen to alienate himself and, from And
0: that and that that's where we get a really curious thing because as much as we say that it has the mechanics of an indie game, and, and it very strongly does, I'm not trying to contradict that. Mm-hmm. This game also plays <coughs> strikingly similar to Metal Gear Solid 5. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like the way that Sam moves, the way that when you fight mules, the way that he throws a punch feels like mm. I, I, I have this weird thing where I'm like, I'm I'm Venom's. No, wait, no, fuck. I'm Sam. Um, <laughs> Like the way that you the way that the camps are laid out, the way that you attempt to infiltrate them to extract these things, even the usage of the memory chips. Hell, there there's a fucking codec in the game. <laughs> like It's called cover. a codec. Yeah.
1: <laughs> No one else in all of fiction has ever called a communication device a codec, except Hideo <laughs> Kajima-san.
0: So it it feels almost it it has this weird tender element of a like this really sad love letter to
2: Metal Gear. Yeah, it's while a pacifist also- elegiac Metal Gear Metal Gear eulogy.
1: It, I mean one of the tragic things about the Metal Gear franchise was only in 5 did he actually have the technology to do what he always wanted to do in a game. Yeah. Like mm. you could easily see that in number 3. Like he mm. wanted this massive open world where you had to uh live off the land to survive and eat a snake.
2: And think and about camouflage. your terrain all the time. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But it was
1: done on PS2 technology. He if he did it with a you know, Death stranded engine then he'd then it'd be probably the greatest thing piece of art that's ever been produced by all mm. of humanity but um yeah he's he's kind of uh, just at the point where technology reached his level of ambition he lost control of his defining franchise
2: and this is really his first sad. statement this yeah. is his first statement though that 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 doesn't that make this mm. so yeah. fucking and, exciting though
1: yeah with, and his statement is well, we need to connect to each other we need yeah. to come back together we need to rejoin in order to move forward. Everything's been broken. This wonderful thing that we used to have is, is now gone, and we need to get it back.
2: <laughs> it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I don't care how fucking corny it is. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> like, well, I, I also think that on top
0: of this, it's not, it's not a fully... I don't necessarily agree that this is his first statement, or that even this is a new statement. This feels like... and It feels like he boiled Metal Gear and took out because all of these things are present in Metal Gear, you just boiled uh, it guess. away and took out the guts and put it into not even a majorly different, just
2: like it's a it's a very slight pivot that generates. It's the first other... Isan album. It's 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 Isan basically yes. being most of Emperor, and then I'm not actually saying that. I, I actually the, the metaphor breaks down when I consider the quality of those records. But anyway, it's him shut being the fuck the... up. Isan solo <laughs> records are great. I'm going to go to hell for saying this, but I like Isan solo
0: records more than Emperor. But. Oh, yeah that's on. right prometheus i'm that guy is
2: far superior to all of his solo stuff come on prometheus is like because it is a solo record prometheus yeah. is a solo record it's just yeah, blah, blah blah. anyway <laughs> yeah, it's, it's him being the basically the captain for the entirety of emperor but then the difference between that and so that that's that's kind of i think closer to what i mean because i think of everything in terms of bands and, you know, no i i uh, think I think, switching I think that's to a new label is a well, massive massive reinvention even you know if you've been on well, it for a long time Ko- Kojima
0: thinks in terms of bands too. Uh, well, you yeah. Can,
2: uh, the f- The first collectible I
0: got was the soundtrack to the God of War 2005 PS2 game. <laughs> <laughs> i lost my fucking mind i was like i have to go outside like i need to just take a breather did i just unlock the it's even funnier because i thought the whole soundtrack to another video game was going to be in this but it's not it's just the thumbnail of the cover of that soundtrack <laughs> and a paragraph describing how kojima thought it was cool it's like
2: <laughs> Is it it's just going to be like a Polaroid of some go- Kojima like this girl on the bus once. Literally
0: <laughs> like... Andy, I unlocked a picture of a motorcycle with a description <laughs> describing how Kojima likes it
2: <laughs> Oh shit you is, can like, unlock is Kojima a... okay? Is he okay?
0: You can unlock the picture of an album that he picked up in Iceland but most of the paragraph is about how he was hanging out with his cab driver who is quote, a member of Iceland's answer to Joy Division <laughs>
1: Everyone in Iceland is in a band, so eventually you would yeah. be the answer to Joy Division.
2: But well, there's only it's... like two thousand people there, so like yeah, they all, all, all the do bands. Something. Like yeah.
1: what eight for the population is in an atmospheric black metal band at this very moment.
2: Yeah. And oh like one in ten is in Sigur Ross currently. <laughs> like I... part of the marching band
0: or So so I so I agree with your statement about about this, but I think I think your analogy of Itan versus Emperor um yeah. works uh perhaps better than you thought. Maybe it's exactly as good as you thought, but the way that his solo material was him removing all the bits of Emperor that at least to him, had like always been extraneous. And that to listeners, you may not have thought them as extraneous, but for him, he was like, those were always the things in the way of what I was trying to do. And now I've gotten better at communicating that thing. And it's, it's shaped like Aramida. And you either love Isan and go, this is the truest statement of Isan's work. Or you go, well, I liked the messy things before. Yeah, precisely. Both are that. Valid. I think
2: that's where I drop off there, exactly. Exactly.
0: But, but here, I think, is exactly the same thing, where it's the meditative qualities of Sam and Connection feel very much like Mother Base and the calls to dissolve all armies and the calls mm. for nuclear, permanent nuclear disarmament. And it's just less, it's less messy and less chaotic. It feels much more, he allows a lot more empty space between uh, between statements, at least now. I've heard, so one of the major criticisms I've heard of the game, which I'm very wary of potentially agreeing with, is apparently when you're about in the last third of the game, it turns plot back on way hard. In a way that like
2: sucks out all the meditative. Components. Well, I've heard that the ends with a two hour cutscene. Is, <laughs> is what I heard, um, which I'm yeah. I'm, I, I'm in, again. I I'm happy to go on the ride. I think this is a right? rare instance where I'm happy. Just to, I'm happy to be taken where it's going to go. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to you know to feeling feeling all the feels that he wants to put in my body.
1: <laughs> i hope it's just sam saluting a grave for two hours while music swells <laughs> <Are you practically laughs> pressing. <X. Yeah>. and <laughs> it's like
0: pressing F. i like one of my favorite game franchises of all time are the dynasty warrior games they're incredibly imperfect they have a lot of ambitious ideas that are put together wrong um to to be fair it they're put together wrong but it's partly that It's the same thing that appeals about, like, extreme metal or underground art or outsider art um, or, um, like, the reason why I like reading Philip K. Dick's exegesis probably more than a lot of his novels is because it's it's precisely that, like, lo-fi, fucked-up brokenness that... Mm. That that brokenness itself communicates something that put-togetherness and seamlessness wouldn't necessarily. I mean, if I can and there's be a for
2: oh, I'm sorry. If I can if I can be gamey for a second, I mean, it's just it's an interesting contrast to the other thing that I've been playing a lot recently, which is the Outer Worlds, which has been getting considerably more praise from the. Mm. Community at large, but what I find so interesting about that is it's so mechanically ancient. It's ancient. It feels like you know, it it is literally Fallout New Vegas <laughs> with with almost no quality of life improvements. Even there's and people are kind of going absolutely apeshit. For it. And it's you know we have the opportunity in games to you know to do whatever you want, and I think that. It's kind of telling that because I've been really, really struggling with the experience of playing it because it, the, in the one hand, those games are so easy to play. You know, you those traditional obsidian RPG experiences, they're so easy to get swept up in. But I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what am I really doing? You know? There's no the, the, the stories all end up being get this for somebody anyway. So I may you know and then you look at death stranding which is get this, go here but feel this <laughs> as well mm-hmm. you know it's it's just kind of I'm I'm not really sure whether it's people not being ready or it, obviously it's there's going to be slightly different audiences for those two games but uh, you know it's not a direct comparison but you know I've been having this, the, the time of my fucking life with with this thing um, whereas I've you know sunk a good sort of 20 hours into the outer worlds and feel, Absolutely nothing about it, you know. Feel nothing, <laughs> you know. I <laughs> can. It's a. It's a clicker game. It's a time waster. It's you know. I'm clicking through dialogue trees. W- w- tell me what. Tell me what about that is role playing as opposed to what we've been you know talking about.
1: Yeah. I don't mean that feet. was rhetorical. Yeah. <laughs> <tell me
2: anything. laughs> um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I. I mean one of the things that I. Was kind of on the fence about and and bearing in mind like i'm only probably like a third of the way through the game anyway so this may get developed more is that he presents this world where basically amazon and facebook are everything you and you work for amazon and you can like people you could give people likes when they walk past you you can like walk up to someone and give them likes isn't that part
2: of the dystopia i'm assuming i i just take that as part of the dystopia
1: (laughs) see i I, it doesn't seem to be though that's the weird thing it's like when all the characters talk about it and when you read all the um like the backstory in the the notes the idea of the the, like walking up to someone and giving them likes like in that um fucking uh black mirror Mirror. yeah like exactly like in that black mirror episode um is but presenters in, is you know, presenters you know, been like a good thing? Because it gives yeah. But in the context
2: like, of oh, fiction, aren't these things always presented? In The Handmaid's Tale, isn't the whole order presented as a good thing? In in oh, in everything yeah, else, but, isn't? But, uh, aren't you supposed to be? You know, hi, welcome to the like, I'm, I That's yeah, how but, I've been reading it. I know. I don't know if that's mm, deliberate. Yeah. But, like, that's supposed I mean,
1: to be. I I was trying to read it to that. I was looking for like the mm. wink that says, "Oh wait, this is actually a really fucked up way to live," where you're like walking around and you get a, and you give ten likes to your barista.
2: But you're carrying a, a baby in that doesn't really, hasn't even. Really been... What part of it... Do, which bit do you need to be more fucked up? <laughs> which which bit the? do you need to be more fucked up, man? <laughs> does it, there
1: there doesn't seem to be a... Um, it doesn't seem like Kojima himself thinks this is particularly fucked up to, to give people likes. Oh, and probably to, not, no. No.
2: He, he, no, 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 no. I'm not arguing that he thinks it's bad at yeah, all.
1: He, he is a, a chaos normie. He, mm. he's normie he's he's like your dad or who drives his mom and yeah he's he's an elon musk fan he's probably on reddit he's but he he comes from like being normal in this really skewed way like he he approaches normalcy from this whole different direction so when he goes to facebook he thinks well, what if the, everything could be facebook i like facebook what if this could be mm. the whole world and he the there doesn't seem to be any um criticism of it or or of like amazon like the, i the
0: i disagree of... somewhat i just think that he i think that he's muddled with it i think mm-hmm. that cuz you get there are definitely these vibes of like the emails from people feel like near wholly disingenuous because they're nothing but like ad speech. And I can't yeah. tell if that's
2: intentional yeah, or just like... And stuff. They, they... I, I've been taking this stuff as intentional so far. I mean, obviously I haven't been subjected to the repetition of it maybe because I'm only five hours in or whatever. But that, that's the thing. Again, the way that everyone talks, the way that Die Hard Man talks, it's like it, he talks but, like in slogans.
0: But he... The thing that I find... That aligns with what Gareth is saying is that this is, I think, partly perspectivism, and we're almost confronted with it in a. You, I don't know if this is deliberate, and I almost don't care if it is. It's as though he confronts us with like a a movie where everyone's on their phone all the time, and you're like, mm. oh, this is about this is about phones. Uh, uh-uh. uh, no, no phones, no phones, no phones. <laughs> um, but no then phone the more fest. The more that you're looking at it, you're like, well, they're using them to communicate with other people and more people than they ever would in their normal life. And they're having conversations about, like, the bit that I mentioned before, where you're delivering an anime wall scroll, and it feels like this really fucking dumb, hokey thing that you go to a weeaboo who lives in the mountains. You find out only after you deliver it that it was a show. So, you know that opening where you're with corpse delivery? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. or Corpse Disposal, you find out that that guy who you were with, who's the brother of the guy in the port Uh, city you're going... Yeah. Igor is the brother of the guy in the port city that you're eventually Mm going to go to, Andy. Yeah, when If you found the Mountain Weeaboo, and you found the port, the Mountain Weeaboo emails you saying he has something that you need to give to that guy. And he doesn't tell you what it is, and then when you go pick it up, it's an anime wall scroll, but you find out only after you deliver it that one, it was handmade by Igor because Igor and that guy in the mountains are both really big fans of it because they see it as this hope, it's the space opera anime that they both like. And the notion of going to other planets and exploring and being safe and building a world was really moving to them in this environment. And so they both bonded over it and Igor made this wall scroll and gave it to his friend, who also likes this show. And when the guy, fi- when the mountain weeaboo finds out that Igor is dead, uh, that and that you knew him, and that you know his brother who just found out he died, he's like, You have to bring this to him. His brother made this by hand, uh, and it's something that he loved, and he should have this. And you only find that out after you deliver, Andy, a fucking anime wall scroll. (laughs) Like, you set, again, it's that thing that, like, to go back to what Gareth was saying, it's like he baits the hook for you're waiting for this ironic wink. Mm. And then he's like, at the end, he's like, no, these are actually valuable to people. It may seem goofy to you and it may seem maybe even corny, but you don't have to like it to recognize that other people find real value in this. And they, especially like, the comments on likes, I think, feels more maudlin rather than dystopic. It's like in a world of atomized disconnection. Mm. Uh, this is a way that we can communicate emotionally with one another. That like I've received this and valued it, mm. and it can feel dystopic, but it's like it's people trying their best to bridge that gap.
1: And I like think the that's f-
2: that, yeah absolutely it, that well that i was about to say you you've you've made an amazing summation and i think that the central themes really there
1: oh also i totally missed out on that uh anime guy in the mountains so i i had no idea he was there
2: well, now the sole sole focus of my playthrough now is to, is to live out this story again.
1: And give him some I, anime and anime accessories. Yeah,
2: exactly. I
0: saw All of the missions for him and from him are people wanting to give him action figures. And him. there's a point where I had to deliver a set of collectible anime watches that he had. And he's Maybe like, he's this man would
2: love something. Is he, is he doing an <laughs> unboxing video? Or this something. man would love
0: these anime watches. And when you deliver them, the guy's like, "Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 really charming. Also, there's a musician that you can get a harmonica from.
1: Oh, damn! Is, is yeah. that in the first bit? I, yeah, I missed yeah. so much. I need that's to go the first and... bit. Yeah, I that's. Mean... I think Andy
0: has been playing it. So we got some really bad advice online. That's like rush to chapter three, rush to chapter three. Don't worry, like you get so much gameplay stuff. Just do it. I think anime or anime god damn it andy (laughs) (laughs) you're not anime unless you want to be that's fine um um, i think andy you're playing it correctly by going very very slow and very deliberately so i spent
2: like two hours just walking around basically when i got into the world once i got out of the opening cutscenes, i spent like maybe an hour and 45 just walking around (laughs) Mm.
0: because it also winds up it makes those things that you get so much more impactful Like I, think I was, got, I, I got well, hung just... up.
2: Oh, you sorry. I keep, no, no, you keep going. You go, you go.
0: Oh, just, I, I, I have, there's this mission for the wind farm where, uh, I have to get a package that weighs like 138 kilograms or no, it's 132. That's what it was. And I was like, even if I unload all of my stuff, that's still going to overload me. And I was thinking like, I could grind out the cargo load, um, level. Because every ten levels you get five more pounds you can carry. But I was like, I'm gonna have to raise that three times to be able to carry this. And I'm just sit and then I got the the bike and I was like, oh, the bike can get it. Then I broke the fucking bike and I was like, (laughs) son of a and I was talking to Gareth about it, and he's like, Yeah, you don't get a new bike until like way later in the game. And I was like, son
1: of a bitch. Um, Yeah, you don't get the ability to manufacture new bikes for a long ass time.
0: So then I finally get the robot legs like now, like way into it. And their whole thing is, oh, Sam can now carry 250 kilograms. And just like it wouldn't have had that impact if I was just like, oh, yeah, there's that mission I need to do. But the fact that I spent so long agonizing about it and then out of nowhere, it's like, oh, here's a way to solve it. I was like, holy shit, I got to go back. Uh, to the first area as soon as possible. I can deliver that package.
2: Um, f- for me, I'm a pleasure delayer, like classic pleasure delayer as well. This is this is the uh, the. An edger. That's what necessary. That's you are. You're you're an edger. You're edging. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent edger. Yeah, exactly. Fountains. Um, and I think for me, once I once I got past the cutscenes and got out of my initial kind of. Because you're in that ambivalent state where you have no idea whether or not you're going to enjoy yourself for the next 10 hours or not, you know, and once I sort of took my first breath in the actual world, I was just so immediately, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, this makes sense to me, that I was just, I wanted to take it at the the pace that I, I wanted to take it at the pace that the music and the and everything was telling me to take it. And I haven't sped up since. That's the thing. I, I haven't sprinted really apart from away from danger. You know, I haven't tried to really I don't know. I'm I'm maybe this will change once I'm at hour ten rather than hour at five. But I don't know. I think for me it feels weird to be racing along <laughs> like when you're just delivering. I think maybe maybe I'm strange, but I'm just enjoying the I think the pace of it is one of the things I'm enjoying. Maybe it's because again, i don't get to go out in nature anymore but uh, it's you know i think it's an underrated the simulation aspect of walking simulation is underrated you know it's not it's you know it's kind of valuable for people who live in boxes and you know then to have to deliver boxes in your simulation (laughs) (laughs) it's like getting into slightly like uh, we're getting gear, kind of yeah this is the
1: most people are going to experience nature in mm. for like h- millions of people around the world
2: since skyrim, oh, yes, <laughs> At skyrim least, anyway. yeah
1: skyrim was a, a like a major nature figure and nature just like human contact releases oxytocin which makes mm-hmm. you happier
2: which we also deliver in the thing this is the thing yeah. it's like kojima has predicted almost every area of discourse about the game and then put it in the game mm. <laughs> you know <laughs> and i wondering got time to do everything this is the thing he, it, it seems so densely packed with like material but not in that kind of law dumpy way where you know like uh the shadowversers have been at war with the Melodinians for decades you know that kind of stuff but i've been going in and actually wanting to read the data thing mostly because i can't Mm. fucking understand what any of it means but you know wanting to be going into the emails and stuff and i never do that i never do that in games i never read the icon things that come up you know but maybe i don't know maybe it's just hit me the exact right way and that's it maybe it's no more complicated than that or maybe it's the most significant piece of art of the 21st century
1: be it definitely has the most neologisms of anything i've ever experienced <laughs> ever yes.
2: I, it,
0: like, I i had the most the frustrating experience wrote, like playing this with my roommates and partner around because they would hear a neologism oh, yeah, and ask me what it was as I soon as they said dooms
2: my wife was like watching me play like kind of the opening bit yesterday and he was like uh you've got dooms and then you need to do dooms to do and she was just like uh, fuck this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it,
1: it's I, not one of those ones you could have friends around to, to play
2: I, I got to a point where
0: they would ask me a question about what was just said and I would immediately start yelling at my roommates or my partner to shut the fuck up because <laughs> I was like, there's no way for me to answer this in a way that won't generate more questions. You instantly me. turn into Charlie
2: <laughs> doing the Pepe Sylvia thing <laughs> like, as soon as like, you answer a question. Exactly, about... yeah. yeah <laughs> like...
1: and, and poor, poor Margaret Qualley for having to like go through those lines where she explains things like your cupid has chiral DNA in it, which allows you <laughs> to connect to the beach, which is where the BTS, aka Beach Things, come from. This poor, poor girl. She's but a total. Did you
2: know, she read that interview with Matt Mickelson where, where they were just straight out like, say, you know, what was your what's your experience of the whole thing? Like, you know, have you been made aware of like? It's like, I literally, li- I have to emphasize this to you. I literally have no idea. I turn up, I say these things, they make no sense, and then I leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's like, her experience is probably equally, like, baffling and fucking hellish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every day when, he,
0: when he's about to leave, Kojima's like, thank you, Mads. That was amazing. And he's like, you're welcome, Kojima. And he's like, can I kiss you, Mads? And he goes, no.
2: And he leaves. Only if you call me Papa.
1: <laughs> oh, dear. You, yeah, I'm eagerly awaiting the... Uh... Kojima times Mads Mikkelsen uh, fanfic for this. Oh um, yeah, there's gonna be yeah, there's gonna be some good stuff. There's gonna be no um fanfic w- set within the universe of the game because you can't really everyone's in bunkers. Um, <laughs> but, uh,
2: oh, but I just had an idea. Or oh, Hideo Kojima presents the Hannibal game. <laughs> no, that'd be good. I, 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 don't, know. I don't know. I not Did you did you have see Langdon? Did you see Hannibal at all? the TV?
0: Version. Wait, are with you... Mads Mickelson in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that show is fantastic. That yeah, an right. no, that's an absolutely incredible that's show. I'm,
2: I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking bring that back to season four as a game directed by Hideo Kojima.
1: <laughs> he would do it just hang out with Mads Mikkelsen some more.
2: Well, that's what I'm thinking. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly, well, um, exactly my rationale.
1: Atlanta, do you need to go now? Or.
0: Uh no, I actually uh my work is at three thirty, so I have another uh I have another like fifteen-ish minutes that I can talk about uh this instead of uh so word to the people at home we're well aware that we're skipping the news about Bolivia uh because it's infuriating.
2: Oh oh yeah yeah. I we're, we're do for avoid, the commentary. I've just seen the time. I do have to hop off in a second, unfortunately. All right.
1: Okay. Well, how about let's let's. <laughs> Kick it all, finish it off with a song. And Langdon kind of suggested this one to me, kind of. He didn't know he was suggesting it. Uh, the new Blind Guardian album. Eldog, take fucking I fucking
0: love Blind Guardian. So for those Same. in the know, this is their long-awaited orchestral album that they've been working on for about 20 years. A lot of the... Um, not a lot, but about half of the places that reviewed it or covered it seemed to mention only that it had been worked on for a couple of years. But they'd been talking. They started loose work on an orchestral record before Nightfall and Middle Earth came out. And it really kicked off when they were like they contacted the Lord of the Rings film people before those movies came out. And were like, hey, we'd like to make a soundtrack. And there are things that came up for why that wound up not being uh, pursued. They worked on it off and on. Um, They kept teasing it. But they kept saying like we are working on it. It's just it's always uh, like the third thing on the list. And so it'll eventually get finished. But, you know, be patient. It's not our number one priority. We have, you know, our bands. And so everyone's like, "Okay." then they find the the motherfuckers finally actually finished it. Um, And it's. A Blind Guardian album. Like, it's it's hard to describe that to someone. Like, there's no electric guitars. There's no guitars, actually, at all. There's no electric bass. There are drums, but it's orchestral percussion. But if you listen to it, you're like, this is a Blind Guardian album. All of the guitars are horns now, but this is a Blind Guardian album. Like, you could easily imagine them playing it live by just being like, you cover these horns, you cover these horns, and I'll cover this, and boom, it's now a power metal song. Um, but it's one of the few bands where it doesn't feel goofy for them to be doing this. Like I mentioned in my review of it, um, that the two things that come to mind immediately, at least for me are the two most recent operatic things like big operatic things in heavy metal. One of them being that really terrible double disc dream theater album, which is like, what if Ayn Rand was scared of electronic music um, and loved game of thrones? <laughs> Uh, And then Therion's three-hour-long opera, which was really good, but who wants to listen to a three-hour-long Therion opera, even if you're a Therion fan? Um, And this is just way better than both of those. Um, All the songs are Blind Guardian-quality songs. There's uh, spoken word interludes that if you're a dork, you won't like them. But if you're a true mensch, you'll realize Nightfall and Middle-earth had spoken word uh, interludes. Get on the train, baby. Um, it the story makes no fucking sense and is based on is the sequel to a novel that is only a- available in German. But nice. it doesn't matter. It's it's just it's just fantasy shit. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's tight.
1: Yeah, I, it's- I saw the the video and I assume the video tells the story. And there were four dudes. I assume they're in the band. And they spin the earth really fast, and it sets on fire. And um, so, yeah, incredibly German. Just like so German.
0: Blind Guardian is, just like Hideo Kojima, a group that should be corny. They're doing things that are corny, and that if anyone else did them would be corny and unbearable and whack. But they do them perfectly, so they're great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. They're, they are more chaos normies. They they like incredibly normal stuff. I high fantasy, like the the cultural touchdowns on night in the museum were just like ordinary stuff that everyone knows. But they do it so so well that it it, it transcends whatever like irony laden shields you've got put up around yourself. It's yeah. It sounds big and silly, and it is, and that's why it's great. So yeah, we're going to play Blind Guardian here. Of the new album, which is, is is it out or is it coming out?
0: Uh, it is out. It came out this past Friday, same day as uh, same day as Death Stranding.
1: Oh, that, I, I do not like uh people releasing stuff on the same day as Death Stranding. Those poor people. It's yeah, like that, that when when you hear a film came out the same day as like a Star Wars or a Marvel movie, and
0: it's you're like, like, damn, rip, dude.
1: Yeah, and. I don't know if this will be the case with Def uh, Stranding, but when um, I think it was the last um, Fallout game came out, Pornhub uh, saw like a massive drop in their numbers for that day. <laughs> People just had stopped jacking and were were doing Fallout shit.
0: That's um, really and, fucking funny.
1: Yeah, and I imagine Def Stranding is going to do the same thing. Hopefully, I'm hoping. I'm hoping you. Dirty little Monkeys has stopped touching yourselves, and it can, like, enjoy some hiking with your BB. Um, so, yeah. Hit, come back next week, because we got got um, Venom Prison. Yeah? One of the greatest death metal bands doing the rounds right now.
0: Absolutely love Venom Prison. Absolutely yeah. love them.
1: They're so cool, and they'll be on next week. Then we got, you know, book stuff. There's, there's going to be a new Jeff Vandermeer coming out pretty soon there's all kind and we we're going to be doing the eagerly awaited by us uh top stuff of 2019 and it will probably just all be deaf Stranding. and Stranding will just like win all categories even ones <laughs> that are not relevant like so yeah it'll probably just be deaf stranding um anyway I'm, i've got to get back to delivering some packages Um,
0: (laughs) I've got to deliver actual packages for work the packages will be filled with meat
1: nice that's how a package should be (laughs) filled with meat (laughs) so yeah uh, come back next week Uh, go to Patreon forward slash death sentence to get more stuff and yeah here's Blind Guardian